1: Good morning, I'm Ann Romer, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. This show is fit for a king. Tomorrow is the running of the king's plate, and we are thrilled to have as our guest, Woodbine Entertainment CEO Jim Lawson, someone whom I consider to be like royalty in the world of horse racing. Jim will set the stage for tomorrow's big event, and also give us details about the highly anticipated, incredibly exciting news that for the first time ever, horse racing is now available to Ontario sports bettors through Sports Betting operations Bet365's Ontario site. No easy feat to secure this deal and the timing, how perfect with the running of the King's Plate tomorrow. Also joining us today is Woodbine handicapper and daily simulcast host Jeff Bratt. He is ready to break down tomorrow's King's Plate. He'll also analyze the strong undercard that boasts several supporting stakes races and give us his thoughts on tomorrow's many wagering opportunities, including some of the best betting plays surrounding tomorrow's outstanding card of racing at Woodbine. And from the King's Plate at Woodbine tomorrow to a big night of standard red racing this evening at Woodbine Mohawk Park. Harness handicapper Garnet Barnsdale is our guest. We're going to put him to work on today's edition of Ponies 24-7 as he breaks down tonight's Woodbine Mohawk Park harness card and also casts his eye on future major stakes events as Grand Circuit stakes racing kicks into high gear. And finally, he's back. My co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park and some other North American tracks racing today with our ponies picks of the day sponsored by Rocketship Racing. It's going to be a great show, so please get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, Larry Simpson will join us with our new show feature. In case you missed it, Ponies 24-7's recap of the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane.
0: Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9, the radio
2: Go from Dark Horse to winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate.
4: Is this the year you decide to purchase an Ontario sirebred thoroughbred yearling and race in the financially rewarding Ontario bred racing program? Then plan on attending the Canadian Premier Yearling Sale Wednesday, August 30th at 12 p.m. at the Woodbine Sales Pavilion as today's yearlings and tomorrow's champion sell. Contact the Canadian Thoroughbred Horse Society's Ontario Division either on their website cthsont.com or call 416 675 3602 and learn more about attending the yearling sale, obtaining a catalog and why it pays to breed, buy and race in Ontario.
1: Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer. Let me introduce you to my co-host Larry Simpson and our, in case you missed it, a look at the week that was in horse racing news sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Larry, big week, sad news. Jerry Moss of A&M Records, uh, just a legend in the music industry, but also in horse racing.
6: He was. He was actually partners with the uh, trumpeter, Herb Alpert, in A&M Records. And uh, he was also known for dabbling in horse racing, you could say. He, uh, uh, he owned Zenyatta, who was a, a champion mare who won the uh, 2009 Breeders' Cup Classic and was the first female horse to defeat males in that classic race. And then back in 2005, he, uh, he owned Giacomo, who uh, won the uh, Kentucky Derby at 50 to 1 odds. And uh, interesting that Mike Smith actually rode both of those horses.
1: That's incredible, isn't yeah. it? And and what a loss! And I don't think that that really people outside of horse racing knew his involvement, Jerry Moss's involvement in the industry.
6: People in California knew him at Del Mar, and they knew him at Santa Anita yeah. and Old Hollywood Park. He was he was a, a, a stalwart there all the time. So, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty sad, but he he had a, a good run of. Uh, horses that that he owned and stakes winners and champions and that so
1: speaking of stakes winners and champions soon to be the king's plate which is tomorrow there was a breakfast held earlier this week it was the king's plate draw you were there as our intrepid reporter for ponies 24 7 the radio magazine who did you see what did you hear
6: there's 17 horses plus two also eligibles, so that's, that's a first in a long time that there's been so many horses uh, entered. I think it's probably one of the most competitive fields uh, going. Last year, Ke- Kevin Atard won the, uh, the Queen's Plate with a filly by the name of Moira, and this year he's got one of his, I think I believe Kevin's got three horses in, in, in the race, but he has Wickenheiser, who's also a filly, and I think Wickenheiser has a has a pretty good shot because uh, she raced pretty good in the uh, in the Oaks uh, a few weeks ago. So, yeah, it, it's uh, you know Kalik is the three to one uh, morning uh, or Kalik I guess it is. Uh, yes, we've been told. We've Kalec. been told. Yeah. <laughs> Chad Brown has been very high on on this horse uh, for a long time, and uh, friend of the show uh, Kazushi Kamira is riding. It's three to one in the morning line. And, uh, you know, Wickenheiser is 12 to 1. I think that the Stanley House with uh, Javier Castellanos is at 4 to 1. And I think that that horse has got to big shot. And I'll I'll talk about that a little later.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for your ponies picks of the day today. It'll be very interesting. Thank you so much, Larry Simpson. And that's in case you missed it, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine.
7: Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian owned and family operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225.
0: From the 105.9 The Region Newsroom, this is Breaking News.
1: Breaking news out of Woodbine this week. Here to deliver is Woodbine Entertainment CEO Jim Lawson. Jim, welcome and what's new
8: <laughs> lots new and so happy to be on with you guys again yes yeah, it's an exciting time for woodbine entertainment and horse racing in ontario and this week is just a tremendous happy environment in the horse racing industry in this province so it's great
6: well let's talk about that uh, jim on on wednesday you made the announcement about the uh, landmark deal for horse racing with bet 365 uh, how is that going to work and what's that going to do for horse racing?
8: I think of it as a couple of from a couple of angles. First of all, it's it's going to increase our revenue substantially. Uh, what people need to understand is in simple terms, an attachment of our tote system onto the back end. So it's it's really just another distribution platform for our product there's been a lot of questions about that it's going to be an overall increase of our wagering uh, and in particular our home market area wagering upon which the breeders improvement programs for both standard bread and thoroughbreds are impacted because they receive for those programs they receive a percentage of gross revenue so it it's going to be great. You know, another question about that is it's not going to cannibalize our existing wagering base. What it's going to do is be incremental because it's going to reach out to a whole new group of sports betting customers that are maybe seeing racing or betting on racing for the first time. So that is, that's number one. Then that's a perfect segue that I just made for myself into number two, which is a whole new fan base. Um, The, the, Average sports better, and I believe this. The the younger group have maybe heard of the Kentucky Derby, know the King's Plate exists, and this is going to expose them to harness racing in a big way, and and the thoroughbred product in Canada. So it's it's really good news for the industry, uh, in in every way, and we're we're excited. It, it's been a long haul. I got to tell you guys, it's taken a year and a half of negotiation and hard work with different levels of government and agencies and. Uh, the Ministry of Justice federally, and the Attorney General provincially. It's been it's been a long, long one, and it's and a big sense of relief and accomplishment for us to finally get
1: there. And bravo when it comes to the timing, the importance of this announcement in time for the King's Plate tomorrow. That's incredible, Jim.
8: So that started setting that that goal line of, of the King's Plate started about two months ago, and mm-hmm. I've been harping on it for the last couple of months. And the, the government, you know, to their credit, rolled up their sleeves and said, we understand the importance of it. We'll work with you. Uh, particularly at the latter stages, I would say the Canadian Mutual people in, in Ottawa, and then IGO, the, uh, the uh, digital gaming uh, agency in Ontario, they cooperated and, and got this to happen in time. So um, hats off to them for, for being cooperative and, and working hard to get this done.
6: I know I've talked to a few people at Woodbine that you're going to have a lot of new people coming in that we're betting sports, and you want to kind of get them over to to bet horse racing. So you're going to be kind of cultivating and educating those people, correct?
8: We're going to be coming out with a whole new brand to educate uh, that target group about horse racing and wagering on horse racing. So uh, it's a big uh, opportunity for us. The second aspect of that is I'm fully expecting in the next year or so or less uh, to be announcing a retail sports book at woodbine because it's it's just a natural now that these uh, sports bettors can bet on their phone uh on their on their sports betting apps that they will come over and come to a retail sports bar and watch horse racing and bet on horse racing and continue to bet on sports in a retail sports bar. And I think that the likelihood of that happening just got a whole lot better this week.
1: Jim, how important is betting on horse racing? How important is it to sustaining the industry?
8: Hugely important, and I'm glad you asked. I I don't think people necessarily have given it a lot of thought that... uh, you know one of the concerns about the industry uh, like many sports and I'll, I'll say this in part with my canadian football league hat on is, mm-hmm. is it's an aging demographic and uh, one of the things you sit around the boardroom table and with your marketing group and and say how are we going to reach out to the the teenagers the 20 something the 30 something to get them interested in the sport of horse racing and uh this is this is really meaningful for that, and to to do that. and to be able to attract a whole new fan base is going to make this industry sustainable in terms of interest. Also in terms of economic impact, the sports betting, Sector in Ontario, it has revenues today in the in uh, of approximately four billion. It's projected to grow to ten billion, and those are the people that we want to have eyes and ears on horse racing. And this is going to allow us to do that. We're starting out with Bet365, but we expect to be on all of the major sports betting platforms uh, in the in the next six to twelve months as we work work it through. Uh, Difficult technology with uh, with a number of other major sports betting platforms.
6: Have you uh, figured out in advance of you know potential numbers that the sports betting uh, people might bet into the horse racing product? Has there been any estimate?
8: Yes, we're our our estimate ultimately, and I'm using the ten billion dollar figure uh, is that uh, racing. Worldwide on sports books is is seven to eight percent. So we're hoping that uh, over the next five years, it 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 will grow our handle by seven hundred million.
1: Wow! Wow! Those those are big numbers. Yeah. There is much still to come when we talk about Bet three sixty five, and how it's going to be rolled out and how it's going to be embraced. We hope by a brand new set of fans and younger fans. Your tenure. At Woodbine Entertainment, you are saying goodbye in October, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so how will you manage to, to you know, keep an eye on everything that's going on in terms of this landmark uh, announcement, but also you know, step away and step down?
8: I would describe it as stepping back. Mm, uh, I'm moving into the role of executive chair. We talked uh, before we went on the show here about my birthday. Anne, and yes. uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I would say that I, I've reached an age with a, mm-hmm. a, a couple of uh, uh, young grandsons that I just uh, explained to the board uh, as as long ago as about three years ago that uh, I just was l- looking forward to spending more time with the family and stepping back. So I am Moving into the role of executive chair, I, I will still be very active uh, and around, and uh, I'll be very respectful, and I have a great working relationship with the Canadian Football League. Uh, my tenure there with Michael Copeland, who was president of the CFL, I think it's going to work, and, and, and I'm going to stay involved. Uh, certainly, um, I'm very interested at this point to to make sure that the property development, which will again be a large incremental revenue base for the horse racing industry, that the property development moves ahead uh, in accordance with our community plan and vision for the property long term and and in particular mass transit and the train station on the southeast corner of the property. So these are things that I will continue to be involved in, and I I won't be too far away from horse racing (laughs) either just because it's my love and passion.
1: And the property development is is really a, a process in motion. Just this past week, you were part of the land acknowledgement ceremony. What was that like for you?
8: It means a lot to me, um, in, in including the, the truth and reconciliation part of of the land. I mean, I I feel and and uh, and I know the the Woodbine Board feels that we are we are blessed with this large. Parcel of land, six hundred and eighty-three acres, and we see ourselves as stewards of that land. And and you know, when you think of in 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 the 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 work I've done with the with the First Nations and Indigenous groups, uh, they they also see themselves as stewards of the land. And and it was it was really interesting to sit down. I had you know ahead of doing the land acknowledgement and have a discussion about it as I did last week with the head of. Uh, Indigenous Studies at Humber, and uh, we talked about this, and, and I feel very strongly it's interesting in our role at Woodbine that we want to do what's right by the land. We've got 70 acres of, of community space and parkland set out, and and we are going to treat it with care and respect environmentally and socially and, and do the right thing. And so it's interesting you ask that question, because I, I really feel strongly about that, and I, and I can see us... Uh, would by really living up to the expectation that we will be good stewards of this land for for
6: generations. Well, let's talk about tomorrow and the King's Plate, which is sold out. Correct,
8: sold out the beginning of the week, Larry, yeah. and unprecedented. I, I it was just like a grin. Uh, there's there's been a lot of buzz mm-hmm. about the King's Plate this week. I don't know whether it's because it's the first. King's Plate in over 70 years, and uh, certainly a lot of credit goes to our marketing team. Uh, it's been really a fun week with the, the the buzz about tomorrow's race.
6: And getting the arrangement in place with Bet365 was very important because of the King's Plate, correct?
8: Yes, it was. I mean, it was nice to be able to... The, the draw was this week, as you know, and it was really nice to be able to make that announcement with, with mm-hmm. a lot of media and stress just the importance of the announcement uh, to the strength of the Ontario horse racing industry. So it was really important, and and, uh, mainstream media was there, and it's really good to get the message out, not only for customers to start using their sports betting app or apps in the future to do it, but also just to, to make people aware of how important this industry is employing 25,000 people in this province and that this uh, development, uh, which the government had a hand in in helping us get to this finish line with uh, horse racing going on in the sports betting sector uh, to sustain the job. So it was a great message to be able to deliver this week.
1: And it doesn't hurt that you have superstar jockeys and superstar equine athletes as well. It's
8: nice to have have that product exactly, and I mean we've we've got a big uh, a big race tomorrow with seventeen horses, mm-hmm. and our, our, our friend Moira is back from last year to run in the Dance Smartly, the race before the the King's Plate, and uh, there's some some big jockeys and uh, uh, big horses coming up from the United States, both both for the King's Plate and the undercard. So it's it's a really uh, going to be a glorious day. It's it's hot this weekend, so uh, I hope I can survive with the, uh, the the morning suit and top hat in terms of the heat. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it, it's it's interesting. It always seems to be a hot day. Maybe my I only remember the blazing hot days over the last thirty years or forty years. But the, it always feels like it's a hot day. But uh, it it'll be an exciting day with the fashion and the food and the music and. And, of course, the stars, the equine stars and jockeys, uh, it, it, it just really makes for a great experience where everyone... Uh, and a lot of first-timers is a good thing.
1: And I think David Dunkley, who is the official Milner of the King's Plate in Woodbine Entertainment, is going to have to put a sweatband inside your top hat, Jim, <laughs> tomorrow.
8: <laughs> well, if anyone's take capable, it's David. He certainly does a great job uh, and helps us market the the King's Plate, and he's been wonderful over the years. And uh, I hope he does for his sake. I hope he does a lot of great business tomorrow. <laughs>
6: Well, before we let you go, Jim, and, and thanks for doing this again, just want to ask you: you've watched a lot of Queen's plates. Now you're going to watch a King's plate tomorrow. What was your favorite Queen's plate? And I think I know the answer. My
8: favorite. Maybe you better give me the answer because uh, they're, they're, I've I've I think I've been I think I've been going to them not consistently since 1966. That'll give you a hint on my age. But uh, wow wow, wow, wow. I, 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 I'm not so sure. I, I you know, what, one, one of the ones that wasn't my favorite because of the result, my dad had a horse name. Let's go blue yeah. in 1984. <laughs> it was certainly the most memorable. He got bumped with about 70 yards to go. Uh, he should have been, uh, he, he should have been awarded first place. And I, and I really say that quite genuinely. And, uh, I think it was at a time when we didn't have head-on shots, and the and the mm-hmm. public couldn't see what went on, and uh, and I, I think the stewards at the time, uh, I, I know this sounds a little bit like sour grapes, but it's not. It genuinely the horse was was bumped near the wire, and and uh, and deserved to be uh, in first place. So certainly my most memorable. I feel I feel at times. Uh, um, bad for my late father, who uh, you know, who who uh, had an opportunity. He had two, you know, he had three or four horses running the Queen's Plate over the years, but that one uh, in 1984 with Let's Go Blue, ultimately won by Key of the Moon, was it was the most memorable for me.
6: Well, maybe it I, was a
8: hot day that day too. <laughs> yeah,
6: maybe I meant to say memorable because I remembered that because yeah. I bet. Let's go blue. So, <laughs> yeah.
8: he was, well, he was three to five, Larry. So I'm not so sure you wouldn't yeah. have made much. But uh,
6: I didn't have any inside scoop on it either. So,
8: <laughs> interestingly enough, um, the jockey, the jockey club at the time, which was now Woodbine Entertainment, came back to my dad and said, uh, um, "We'd like to offer a match race." Between you and Key to the Moon, and and my dad was, you know, quite upset about the whole thing, and he sent uh, Let's Go Blue Out West to to win the uh, the Canadian Derby and then the BC Derby. Um, so, interesting, uh, interesting history there, but. Uh, because uh, we're coming up to the Canadian derby in in a couple of weeks. but uh, there you go.
1: Well, there you go, is right. All right, Jim Lawson, your first and final King's plate as CEO of Woodbine Entertainment tomorrow. I gotta thank you for the memories, Jim Lawson. Great to have you on the show.
8: Love being on, as always, guys, thanks, and we'll we'll talk soon and look forward to seeing both of you tomorrow. Excellent.
1: Yep. When we come back, Handicapper and daily simulcast host at Woodbine, Jeff Bratt, joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine.
0: Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059 the Region. We'll be right back.
9: Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905 851 2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview
10: Hyundai remains the smart choice.
0: This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson.
1: Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. We are so delighted to be joined once again by Woodbine Entertainment's track handicapper and daily simulcast host, Jeff Bratt. I love your name, by the way, Jeff, and welcome to the show. And I don't mean Jeff. <laughs> Do you live up to your last name?
5: Well, it's so funny that you mentioned that, Anne, because growing up, I had a few teachers that would always say to me, Jeff... I'll never forget you because your last name. So, uh, uh, I don't know if that's because of my scholastic skills or my uh, my witty personality, but uh, they always uh, they always did a comment about that. But you know what? Growing up, I didn't really like it all that much, but now, now I'm kind of okay with it.
1: Love it, <laughs> love it. Uh,
6: all right, Jeff. Let's let's get right into it. Let's talk about tomorrow's King's Plate. Uh, this is probably one of the most highly competitive plates in the last few years. eh? you've got 17 horses and two also eligibles.
5: Unreal. Uh, I was just talking about this with some friends the other day, and you know, all my friends know that I work at Woodbine. Somebody's asking me, "Well, who do you like? Who do you like?" And I said, "Guys, I said just you might as well put the numbers in a hat and just pick out a number because it is so wide open this year." Yeah. You when know, you look back at last year, when, when Memorial won, she 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 kind of stamped herself as a big contender in the Oaks, and then she won obviously the the Queen's Plate at that time, and she did so in a track record time. But she kind of stamped herself as a real star prior to that start in the Queen's Plate. And the King's Plate, guys, um, you have some emerging good horses, but we don't have any great horses as of yet.
1: So what do you think is going to have to happen for one of the horses to separate itself, herself, himself, from the rest of the crowd?
5: I think we forget sometimes how young these horses are. Like, they're only three. Um, You know, to put that in the uh, human equivalent, I would say they're almost like in, like, Grade seven or eight. We haven't really seen their, their true potential as of yet. So I think, you know, I, I think a lot of it's maturity. And I think with a lot of horses, especially the guy horses, we're a little bit slower than the girl horses from a mental point of view to try and uh, mature. Um, so I, I think from that point of view, I just think that it's all about who is getting good at the right time. And I just think for a lot of these individuals, a mile a quarter will be something that's right up their alley as well. So I think more than anything, it's just maturity and getting racing experience. For example, you've got a horse in here like the number 11 touch and ride, he's only run twice in his career. Like imagine going into a Stanley Cup final game with just two regular season games under about. belt. Like mm. that, that's tough to do.
6: One thing we forget too, with such a big field, racing luck is going to play a big part, right?
5: No question. Field of 17, I mean, I don't know what you're like, Larry, on the 401 when it's <laughs> rush hour, but um, it's, it's, it's stop and start a lot. You just, you just kind of hope that you get some smooth sailing, but you're right. You need a clean trip, and You need racing luck on your side because with a full field like this, somebody's going to get into some traffic trouble.
1: So who have you got your eye on?
5: And I, I'm a bit of a ladies' man, so um, <laughs> I, I like a couple of the Phillies in this race. I like I like Wiccan Ice and I like Elysian Fields. You know, you compare the Oaks and you compare the play trial, and I was more impressed with the girls' race than the boys' race, and that's not a, that's not a real knock against Paramount Prince. I just think that... The way that Alyssian Field finished, or she impressed me. And I think that you know Wickenheiser, who's obviously named after the great Haley Wickenheiser, she's just getting really good at the right time. You know, She had a lot of uh, stops and starts early on her season this year. And I just think that she's getting better and better with each and every race. So I kind of like Wickenheiser a bit of a price.
1: Can you imagine if it's two for two when it comes to the Queen's Plate last year, Moira, and this year could be Wickenheiser, <clears throat> King's Plate?
5: And you know what's interesting, too, and I was doing the draw. Kevin Attard mentioned to me... So Rafael Hernandez rode Moira last year, started from post position number eight, and Wickenheiser gets Hernandez yeah. and hard from post position number eight. So wouldn't that be a little bit of a quirky wow. stat?
11: Yeah,
6: yeah. I think you might be spot on with Wickenheiser. I, I, I kind of like her, and I I liked her race in in the Oaks because like she was like thirteenth at one time in that race, yeah. right? And and she was closing well. Like, she's a big horse. She looks like she's getting better and better and better, and she's improving. And I know Kevin was really high on her last year, you know, and uh, I think maybe the mile and a quarter distances, she's going to be one of the horses I think is going to uh, be an advantage to you, right?
5: And I think with there being a big field, like, she doesn't have any speed. so there being a lot of horses in this race, she's going to need some pace to chase in here, and I think there is a lot of pace in here. Including one of the Chad Brown horses that we'll see on the program coming up on tomorrow's card of racing with uh, Kalik, who I, I, think will be the favorite. Collect, he, he, I mean, he comes out of a very difficult race last time out, and the problem with him, I think, was, I think mentally he lost it before his last start. Like he didn't want to go in the starting gates. He threw a bit of a temper tantrum, yeah. mm-hmm. and then he had a bit of a wide trip. And you know, with there being so many people here coming up tomorrow, like I'm, I'm just a little bit worried about that. It's going to be a warm day too. Like you, you just you can't waste any unnecessary energy. So. I think collect, like, I respect them a lot because of the connections, but I just, at a low price, I just, I want to go somewhere else with my two bucks. Yeah,
1: yeah. and, and, you know, it, it, you mentioned traffic, and that's going to be an issue as well. Are there any, yeah. is there anybody in that field that, that you think has the experience? I mean, that's, that's kind of a, that's a big field, and the experience in dealing with traffic, that's, that's got to be, that's got to be tough.
5: It is, I and mean, you know what, Sue, and I think it's one of those situations, too, where it's you don't really know until you do it because yep. these horses have never been in a big field like yeah. this. You know, it's, it's one of those situations. It's like the Kentucky Derby. You know, it's just, you just, you don't know until you've done it, unfortunately, how things are going to go. We take a lot of things for granted in sports. Like, this race is, is two minutes and, say, two seconds in length or two minutes and three seconds in length, and yet you can write a complete encyclopedia about what mm-hmm. takes place with all these horses during the run of the race. Like, so many things happen And so many things have to go right for you to have some success. So, just the fact that these horses have made it to this race, I think, is a big accomplishment for all these connections.
6: You've also got a tremendous undercard of stakes, right? You got the soaring free, you got the bold venture, you got the catch a glimpse, and you got the dance smartly with a horse by the name of Moira last year's Mm -hmm. winner right so talk about those races
5: i can't say enough about the fact that i you know i'm just so pleased to see moira racing the race before the king's plate like how cool is that um it's like you go to the movies and you you watch top gun and then right next is maverick like it's 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 (laughs) great you get to watch the you know the the part one and then here comes part two um the dance partly you know moira's had nothing but bad luck this year everything went right for moira last year she's had nothing but bad luck this season when it comes to traffic trouble um and Some of the other races that you spoke of, the two-year-old races, like the Catch a Glimpse and the and Free, uh, trainer Kevin Attard, he has just been dominant in these two-year-old races so far this season. I had a chance to catch up with him maybe about a month ago. I was doing an interview with him. And he said this is the best group of two-year-olds he's ever had. So um, I- I'm playing all the Kevin two-year-olds coming <laughs> up this weekend because uh, – He's, just, he's done so, so well with these with these young horses, which is a lot of fun to
1: watch. Jeff, you obviously have the inside track on everything that's going on at Woodbine. Can you walk us through what the, the moments leading up to the start of the race will be like tomorrow, or even the hours leading up to the big race?
5: You know, and that's a great question, because I think, I think once you enter, the trainer has done everything they can. Right? There's nothing more the trainer can do. Um, the horses as fit as they can be, and I, I think it's almost a sense of you're just watching the clock, and you're just hoping that you know your horse doesn't get a spike of temperature or anything like that. And then when you get to the race itself, when they go on the racetrack for post spray, there's almost this—it's anticipation, but it's it's almost like this eerie silence at the same time where the horses are warming up, and you know we've we've talked about these horses so much, we've tried to figure out how the race is going to unfold. And then they go in the starting gate, and it's just like everything we've said can sometimes go right out the window mm-hmm. with a horse breaking poorly or another horse can interfere with. And then it's just it's a magical two minutes, and you just hope that everybody gets you know, every, uh, a real legit chance to have some success. And it's a life-changing race for a lot of people. You know, you're in this game for a long, long time. Look at the, the trainer of Kalko Kaipu, this a young gentleman by the name of Ted Holder. He's, a, he's now facing Chad Brown, one of the top hmm. trainers in, in North America. You know, it's, it, can you can you imagine for him what it would you like to win this race? That would just be an amazing accomplishment, a $10,000 purchase to win a r- big race like the King's Plate.
1: Sounds like not a lot of people are going to get any sleep tonight. <laughs> I know.
5: <laughs> I know. You're right about that. Myself included. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where it just feels like the day's never going to come. And uh, here we are on the eve of Canada's biggest race.
6: Yeah. Well, speaking of yourself, let's, let's talk a little bit about yourself. I guess, it, you know, with the cool job you've got, it, it's pretty tough to go to work every day, isn't it? <laughs>
5: <laughs> don't tell my bosses that, uh, but I feel very, very blessed. Um, what happened with me when I was younger, my dad would take me to Greenwood all the time, and uh, my mom would always say, oh, I don't know if you should take him there, <laughs> and my dad's like, ah, no, we'll, we'll be fine, we'll be fine. And my dad would always give me like two bucks or four bucks to play on the horses, and um then I went to school to Ryerson, which is now Toronto Metropolitan University. And my last year there, I saw a job posting for Woodbine. They were expanding at the time. And I applied and basically said to them, I just want any job that you guys have. <laughs> I just want to work in, in racing. And they hired me to be a host. And 24 years later, they haven't gotten rid of me yet. So wow. uh, I, I do feel very, very lucky to have, uh, to have the job that I do. I feel blessed. I work with some wonderful people. And uh, the horse racing industry, these people work hard 365 days of the year. So we love to tell the great stories they do have.
1: And as Woodbine Entertainment's track handicapper and daily simulcast host, how do you keep it fresh after all these years? <laughs> <laughs>
5: that's, that's a great question. I, I think the, the reason you do it is because you love the game. Yeah. And um, as, as you and Larry know, as you are fans of the game, When you look at the past performances of the program, there's always a story to tell. And the one thing that I've told a lot of people that come to races, you know, maybe three or four times a year is I come to races and I still never stop learning. I still come here and there's something for me to learn each and every day. And sometimes I'll leave here with a bag over my head when I'm 0 for 9 with my selections (laughs) and I'm thinking to myself, um, I've been here for a long time and uh, what did I do wrong? And then the next day I'll come and I'll win five races and I'll have this swagger right in my step. So <laughs> it is, it is, it's the rollercoaster ride of emotions that I, I love. And I just love the fact that you never stop learning.
1: You are Triple H. Happy, hopeful, humble.
5: No, <laughs> I thank you very much, guys. I do appreciate it. This has been a, and I've been a huge fan of yours for a long, long time. So it's been a real pleasure to, to chat with you. As soon as Larry asked me, had a draw the other day, and he said, hey, Ann's going to be with me. I was like, oh, absolutely. I'll come on for sure. So All thank you very much, Dan. I
6: appreciate the kind words. You yeah. are
1: wonderful. Thank yeah. you, Jeff.
6: Before we let you go, Jeff, do you have a favorite handicapping angle that you can share with our listeners?
1: Well,
12: for the gentlemen
5: listening, this is not something that they probably want to hear, but I kind of like the first-time gelding angle. That is <laughs> uh, that is an angle that <laughs> I really, really excited to I find that some horse, they come over, and they have their mind on anything but racing. And sometimes I just feel like sometimes once they get that done, then they become a little bit more focused on life, and they become a little bit more focused on their job. And you can sometimes see horses that have not really lived up their potential. They can have a, a huge form reversal. So that's kind of one of my favorite angles to watch.
1: Excellent. You know what, Jeff Bratt, you are just delightful to speak with. And thank you very much for everything and for your kind words. I mean, I'm humbled by that. <laughs> so, And I, I really look forward to our next time together here on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well done, my friend.
5: Okay, well, thank you very much, guys. Enjoy our our first King's Plate. Woo! Yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been a long time, and uh, we didn't say Queen's Plate, so we don't have to put yeah. any money in the jar. So
1: get... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a hard switchover, isn't it? So. <laughs> oh, it is never. <laughs> oh, that's great, Jeff. Thank you so much.
5: Enjoy the day, everybody. You too. You too.
1: A time for a break. When we come back, Garnet Barnsdale joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine.
0: Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Is this the year you decide to purchase an Ontario
4: Sirebred Thoroughbred Yearling and race in the financially rewarding Ontario Bred Racing Program? Then plan on attending the Canadian Premier Yearling Sale Wednesday, August 30th at 12pm at the Woodbine Sales Pavilion as today's yearlings and tomorrow's champion sell. Contact the Canadian Thoroughbred Horse Society's Ontario division either on their website cthsont.com or call 416-675-3602 and learn more about attending the yearling sale, obtaining a catalogue, and why it pays to breed, buy, and race in Ontario.
7: Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane. Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225.
1: Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Expert harness racing handicapper Garnet Barnsdale joins us again today. Okay, all eyes are on Woodbine for the King's Play tomorrow, but let's turn our attention to the stakes-filled card at Woodbine Mohawk Park tonight. Welcome back to the show, Garnet. Great to have you with us.
12: Always happy to be here. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on again.
1: It's great to have
6: you on, Garnet. Let's talk about tonight's card of uh, harness racing at uh, Especially the, the stakes races at Woodbine Mohawk Park. We're getting into that season, aren't we?
12: We got eliminations for the Grand Circuit races um, the Peaceful Way for two year old trotting fillies and the Wellwood elimination, the Bill Wellwood elimination for two year old uh, trotting Colts and Geldings. There's also some goals, but the, the most interesting part about the Wellwood is if you win that race, if you win the final, which would be next Saturday, you get a free spot into the million dollar Mohawk million which typically you have to buy a spot for like a hundred thousand to get into that. So yeah. So, uh, some good action tomorrow night for sure.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, and let's talk about the action that really is all things Woodbine. So again, the attention right now seems to be focused on the King's plate for tomorrow. How do you pull the fans attention back over to Woodbine Mohawk
12: Park? It's a very, very big card, like you said. And, um, You know, uh, one thing that's new is they get a chance to bet on Bet365, so maybe uh, some of the sports bettors might see that. I know I took a look at it yesterday. I was actually at Woodbine uh, visiting a friend of mine uh, that's in town, um, Sean Patrick Nolan, and I took a look at it. It shows up at the top banner when you log in, and I I placed a bet just to see how things would work, and it's a really easy-to-use interface, And the bets go right into the the mutuals. So Mm. that's one thing to be very excited about that, um, you know, uh, they're expanding with what I'm pretty sure is the biggest online uh, gambling site in the world.
1: And what do you think the reaction will be when it comes to betters and new betters?
12: It's hard to predict, but um, they've been working on it a long time. So I think think Jim Lawson and Woodbine are very confident that it's going to bring in some new eyes to horse racing that maybe – haven't seen it or don't know a lot about it, and um, an increase handle. And uh, I, I understand that it's considered whole market share this wagering, so that will directly benefit, um, I believe, the horsemen, both harness and thoroughbred. So I think it's a win-win, uh, any way you look at it.
6: I want to circle back uh, a little later and get your picks for tonight at uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park that uh, our listeners yeah. can uh, take advantage of, but. Do you change your handicapping when you're handicapping a stakes race compared to an overnight race?
12: Somewhat. I think um it's it's tricky tonight because they're elimination races, right? right. So um, some horses may be looking to save a little bit and just and just qualify for next week. But for a stakes final, everybody's in there to win, um, no matter what post position you have, basically. And, you know, overnight racing is a little bit different. Sometimes if you draw the 10-hole, which is almost impossible to win from, um, you choose a more conservative strategy and maybe race from behind, try to get a check or whatever. But, um, you know, if you think you have the best horse in one of these stakes finals, you're, you're going to be gunning out there. So um, sometimes it creates a little more chaos, and you have a you have a little bit of a better chance of getting a long shot down too.
1: And so let's talk about uh, the card tonight and how you will go about, if you haven't already, how you will go about putting together your thoughts for this evening. And, and you know, you're putting your handicapping hat on.
12: Yeah, I mean, I've already um, handicapped the entire card for DRF Harness, which I have to do with advance because it goes into a print edition um, in the States. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's tough with two-year-olds, but I see uh, several opportunities. There's some interesting races you have a local star Willie's home run um race seven number one uh, in the peaceful way driven by james mcdonald she's won three in a row dominated in her last three starts but that was against local horses uh ontario breads now she goes against open company so you have to try and you know um balance her chances versus her odds um you have a double uh you have a total stranger who's uh full brother to double millionaire tall dark stranger in one of the gold races. Like there's so many good races tonight. The one horse that stands out to me is in race 10, the wellwood elimination A horse with just a three letter name TCI. He lost his first start and he's been dominant ever since. Um, he reminds me, you know, I I don't want to get too crazy here, but muscle Hill lost his first start and never lost another race. He's continuing one of the greatest trotters ever. So, um, you know, this TCI horse, until he gets beat again, uh, he, he looks very, very good in race number 10.
6: And starting next week, it's Grand Circuit week, or meet, you would say, from uh, August 26th to September 23rd. Talk about the Grand Circuit and what makes it so popular.
12: Well, you, I mean, you have the best horses in the sport, um, coming in from the you know, in North America and, and sometimes internationally, um, the best trainers coming in with them and the best drivers too. So um, you have the the added flavor of the American drivers such as uh, Yannick Gingra, Tim Tietrich, Dexter Dunn, probably considered three of the top five, I would think, in North America coming in. And um, The driving is a little bit different. I think you get a little bit more action in some of those races, more middle moves, uh, sending horses to the front. So, um, you know, it becomes a little bit more interesting. But the biggest draw is that you're going to see the best of the best as far as the horses are concerned, right? Mm.
1: So, Garnet, what is it that draws you in particular to harness racing?
12: Uh, When I was uh, very, very young, my dad used to drag me down to Greenwood Raceway, which I Mm -hmm. frequently refer to as the best track ever because of just the the atmosphere and the Mm -hmm. location and, the characters that, you know, kind of hung around there, and <laughs> yeah, and because yeah. the streetcar would drop you off at the front door, you could always get there, right, and um, I was fascinated by, you know, the men sitting in, in the sulky, it's different than thoroughbred racing, and I always kind of thought, you know, maybe that's something I'll do when I grow up, but it, it, that never obviously panned out, but um, yeah, and, and the breed, the breed is very, it's a very calm breed, they're, they're really cool horses, the they're workhorses by nature, so they'll pretty much do anything you ask them to do. And you don't see too many that are high strung. So it's a really cool breed of horse.
6: I was actually fascinated at Greenwood watching the people getting off the streetcar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
12: Those, I thought we could have probably placed some bets on whether they'd land on their feet or not. Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: Especially after the racing.
12: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the old Orchard Park. I spent a few nights in there. Oh yeah. yeah, I think Larry
1: yeah. may have as well. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no secrets no here. Se- <laughs> so. All
6: right. Well, I. I remember, Garnet, in a previous show, you mentioned that you still bet the occasional thoroughbred race. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, give us your opinions on tomorrow's King's Plate.
12: What well, I was looking at it this morning for for quite a while, and I think it's uh, it's a really good field this year. I think um, the the horse that kind of stands out to me is, isn't a horse; it's a filly. Uh, number two, Elysian Field. I just. Uh, Watching the Oaks, she made such a powerful move and quick move, quick turn of foot to get to the front, and then it was kind of a no doubt, no doubt about it result. The Phillies have done great in this race, uh, mm-hmm. you know, over the course of time. And and when I look at this field, when I look to the outside, I think this race is going to have a strong pace. You have uh, Paramount Prince in post thirteen that pretty much has to go. He he wants the front all the time. And you see a horse out here in uh, post-16 called El Coheat. has been no worse than uh, second in, in the first two calls of any of his races. Um, and, you know, he's, uh, he's when he stretched out and went to the front. So I think you're going to get a strong enough pace. The only the only question mark for Elysian Field might be traffic, but uh, her jockey, Sahin Savachi, has been so hot at this meet, yeah. uh, I'm going to put my trust in him that he's going to find a way through to get her clear you know, she's 8 to 1 in the morning line. If I can get anything close to that, I'd be very happy with that.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, you talk about hot. So the weather predicted for tomorrow is going to be hot and humid, with with highs feeling like about 35 with the humidity. Is that going to have a bearing on the performance of the horses tomorrow?
12: It might, but um, I think it's impossible to predict which horse it would affect more than another one, right? Um, uh, I, You know, I think... Uh, most of these horses in the Queen's Plate, I'm just looking down now. If not all are on Lasix, which will be helpful. I see there's a couple that aren't, and that's a drug that helps with uh, helps prevent bleeding from the lungs under very hot conditions. Um, and it's it's a permitted allowable medication. So oh.
11: um,
12: I might I might stray away from horses that are not on this medication and when it's really hot. But other than that, it's it's kind of hard to predict how it will affect them.
1: Interesting.
6: Quickly before we let you go, Garnet your favorite horse race?
12: I'll give you two. My favorite <laughs> harness race was the 2015 Little Brown Jug. I was actually at the jug covering it for Harness Racing Update. And uh, Wiggle It, Jiggle It, uh, somehow miraculously battled for three-quarters of a mile on the outside and won. And we have the Travers coming up. Uh, the Travers
11: mm-hmm. today,
12: um, this is only the fourth time where the three winners of the Plate, Preakness, and Belmont have, are meeting in this race. My greatest moment at a racetrack was in 1982. I was 17 years old. I went down to that race, and all week long, I told my buddy that I was with that Runaway Groom was going to win the race. He thought I was crazy. Runaway Groom won it, the Canadian horse. It really didn't have much to do with betting. I think I had five bucks on him at 13 to 1, but just the the glory of seeing him defeat the three winners of those races, including Conquistador Cielo, who won the Belmont and uh, was was, um, syndicated for a huge amount of money before the Travers. Um, I don't think I'll ever top that unless I had one of my horses that I own a part of with a huge race or something. That was just an unforgettable moment.
1: Yeah, I'll bet. And maybe the best is yet to come. Who knows? Garnet Barnsdale, your enthusiasm, by the way, is infectious. Thank you so much for joining us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine.
12: Always happy to come on, and uh, good luck to anybody betting the queen plate the (laughs) wall.
1: And you too. (laughs) After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and, of course, some racing at several other North American tracks. So please make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime. Stay with us for Larry's Pony's Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocketship Racing.
0: Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocketship Racing. Listen
10: live at 1059theregion.com.
9: Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today. And take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905 851 2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice.
0: This is 1059 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson.
1: Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day? Sponsored by Rocketship Racing, Larry, you have a full plate today.
6: As in King's Plate. Yes, sir. Oh, I like that. I like that. Well, all eyes are on the plate tomorrow, but, uh, you know, there is a a full uh, card of racing at uh, Woodbine today. Uh, Race two is six and a half furlongs on the Tapita. It's a $7,500 claiming event for three-year-olds and up for a purse of $29,700. There's a competitive field of eight entered, and I'm leaning to number seven, Blue Max, who dropped down to this class last start a race that saw Blue Max basically get checked at the 3 8 pole, but re-rallied to finish a closing third. That race, too, was at 5.5 furlongs, possibly a little short for Blue Max, so he should like the 6.5 furlong distance today. Since that last race, Blue Max has had a trainer change, switching to the barn of Michael Mattini, who's having a very good year so far, and is 41% sending out horses for the first time. So Woodbine Race 2, number 7, Blue Max. Uh, Racing continues at Delmar with a 10-race card slated to to go. Uh, Race 2 is a maiden special weight for 3-year-olds and up. It's a mile and an eighth on a turf for a purse of $82,000. A competitive field of 9 have been entered. Number 3, Hula Candy, is a lightly-raced 5-year-old maiden who in his first 3 lifetime starts has been in trouble in each race. Last start on July 29th, Hula Candy checked early and was in traffic in the stretch to finish 5th by one and three-quarter lengths is a beaten favourite. The race before Hula Candy was bet down to three to one and again faced trouble at the start and was three and four wide throughout. His first lifetime start, same thing. As the comment on the Daily Racing Form says, off very slowly, altered position early. Each of his three lifetime starts, Hula Candy has found trouble and today trainer John Sherrus tries a rider switch to Antonia Fresu And if he can stay out of trouble and perhaps save some ground, Hula Candy can get the job done today. Also, Hula Candy may be a sentimental pick for many as his owner, Jerry Moss, the M in A&M Music, passed away on Thursday. So Delmar Race 2, number 3, Hula Candy. It's a multiple stakes filled card at Woodbine Mohawk Park tonight as they feature a 13 race card. Race 13 is a one mile pace for purse of $18,000. Number one, Magical Arthur, had no chance last week when he drew the eight hole and got away ninth, and at one time was close to 16 lengths off the pace. He did close some to finish uh, sixth, beating four and three quarter lengths, but that was at a class higher than where he is tonight. And Magical Arthur drops down to the same class of his race two back, where he finished fourth, beating one and three quarter lengths. That race on August 5th came after being off a month, so the fourth-place finish is better than it looks. Technically, Magic Arthur is making his third start off the layoff, and driver Jonathan Drury should be able to map out a good trip from the inside. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race 13, number one, Magical Arthur. And finally, we have... The King's Plate! The King's Plate! Well, I'm deliberating, I'm deliberating, I'm deliberating, but... I'm going with the hot jockey in this. And the hot jockey is Javier Castellano. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. He won the Kentucky Derby. He won the, uh, the Belmont. And I think he's going to win the king's plate on Stanley House, number one.
1: So in this case, you're choosing because of the jockey rather than the horse.
6: Well, I've liked Stanley House basically since I saw him race. I think he's a nice, uh, nice three-year-old. Uh, he's had some rough trips. Uh, he was a beaten favorite in the uh, plate trial. And I just think that the, having Javier on there, Javier knows how to win the big races. Yeah. And I think Javier's going to make the difference because this is a nice, a nice cold.
1: Larry, amazing work as always, and I hope you have your top hat ready for the King's Plate tomorrow. Thanks, Larry. <laughs> also, a big shout out to Mark at Fans of Horse Racing. Hey, Mark, goodbye, and thank you all for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24 7 The Radio Magazine. Just a reminder if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24 7 Magazine, and a new one will be released this week, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And please don't forget, about the ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma For more information on this go to the landing page lymphoma.ca slash ponies please donate to this cause Stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long and thank you so much for listening
0: Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.